Hey, Adam. What's up? Do you have a sound check soon? I do in about 10 minutes. Really? Yeah. Uh, can you think of some things not to do before you get there? Because that's what we're talking about today, buddy. Let's do it. Three. Uh. <laughs> I'm Adam Manis. And I'm Peter Martin. And you're listening to the You'll Hear It podcast and a D flat. Yeah, a, a sonorous G, uh, D flat, a <laughs> sonorous. Um, I'm digging the live uh, the live theme. That's fun, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's kind of fun. fun. Yeah. Well, I think well, hopefully Adam will have edited that out for the actual theme, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, wow, what are we talking about today, sir? Today, so we're, topical. We're talking about. I'm about to go to a sound check, and we're yeah. talking about seven things not to do at a sound check. Right, and we did not set this up as kind of instructional for you for what you're about to do but you can take it that way because you're about to go to a sound check yeah yeah i am and i i was at a sound check last night that took a little bit longer than i believe it should have right because we had a meeting that you were late to because of your um sound check that went over which could end up being one of our things not to do and that is to yeah. i have the feeling it wasn't you now, that extended that sound check. it was not but now the universe is coming around because i have a sound check that i'm definitely going to be late to <laughs> today That's good. Yeah, well yeah. we have to demonstrate you know just as the great christian mcbride does in his wonderful course on open studio he does a lot of demonstrating of what not to do and mm -hmm. and the students have gotten a lot out of that so there's nothing wrong with that all right so let's go with uh, number one number okay. one thing not to do at a sound check rehearse Oh, that's good. Yeah. Now, this might seem like people might be like, what do you mean? That's the time to rehearse. Well, it's not actually a sound check then. I'm a big stickler about this because you can have a rehearsal or a sound check, or it's possible to do both of them together, but that needs to be announced, I think, in advance, mm. or it needs to be organized in advance because a sound check, you're being a little bit disrespectful to the sound engineers and really to each other. You're supposed to be acclimating to the room. Yep checking the sound the sound engineer and it depends on how big the crew is yep. you know or if you're doing the sound yourself front of house monitors whatever big festival small club whatever but it's a chance to get acclimated with sometimes with just your instrument like for us as pianists sometimes it's the only time we have to really be in there but when you try to layer in a rehearsal on top of that like yeah. i hate it when people are bringing in like complicated oh let's go over this real quick that, call a separate rehearsal i super super agree now I will say that if like the, the one I'm about to go to today <laughs> is a one-off kind of gig, right? Where it's like we've we've already had one rehearsal, but I am going to assume that we are going to run through some stuff yeah. significantly again, yeah. right? So depending on the situation. Now, if I'm in a, a regular band where we're playing together all the time and the leader tries to like pull an hour rehearsal on a sound check when we all know all the music or whatever. I'm oh, that's like, the worst. This is not happening. That's the worst. You know? Well, no, death and destruction and, yeah. and many other things. Or like you said, if it's a one-off and the leader is like, yeah, we don't need a rehearsal, you know, we'll just kind of run everything at sound check and then sound check turns into two hours, I'm also pissed. Exactly. You know, well, and it's just that you you can do. I I think sometimes what's been successful is to say, we're going to rehearse for about forty five minutes, and then we're going to do the sound check. You know, for twenty minutes after that, and and you can be a little bit loose. We're not trying to be so dogmatic, but there's sort of a delineation because it's very hard to rehearse, especially with certain sound engineers, uh, the way they like to work because they want to maybe depending on the environment, they might be like, can you play something uh, soft mm. or slow? But you're like, no, we're rehearsing this. There's that tension then back and forth where. They can work quicker if you give them that concentrated time 
of playing in a way that they can get a, I mean, look, the whole point is to get a good sound on you for the audience. Like, sure. that's the, the goal of the sound check. It's not for you to be able to get, I mean, yeah, you're getting comfortable with the sound too. But that, again, for depending on the instrument you play, you might need some time doing that on your own. Not everybody rehearsing what the leader thinks needs to be done then. Agreed. All okay. right, so number two, I think, is really, really important. Yeah. And that is show up late. <laughs> Wait, really, I'm surprised that you're saying this. So, I mean, a lot of these, a lot of these, I'm noticing are are things about time, right? Yeah. I mean, this is something that is just uh, this, is, this drives me crazy. Yeah. My dad is one of those dads who is like, if you're not five minutes early, you're late, right? right. So, and that has turned in, me into one of those kind of dads too. Right. Uh, so uh, it does drive me. That's because it's like you're you're being disrespectful of everybody's yeah. time. So, and a lot of these uh, on this list are about time because you know you got a gig coming up. Sometimes you got two or three sets. Yeah. You know, you got a long night ahead of you yeah. of playing music. Like, let's not let's not waste our time before the job starts. Yeah, the energy that you need to be at your instrument playing, I think, should be the minimal amount. I mean, I know a bunch of artists that just hate and refuse to do sound checks. Totally. I think part of it is because, yeah. especially if you layer and travel the same day yeah. and whatever else, you're in another environment, sound check is just a time to sap your energy totally. than that you really want to be reserving for the gig. Yeah. That's the time, like, you want to have your energy, your mental energy, your physical energy, everything. Um, but it's like, how do you accommodate everybody and at least minimize as much as possible? And if people are showing up late and then coming in and then trying to set up their gear while you're already sound checking, that, that's probably one of the easiest things to kind of kill the vibe. It's a drag. Yeah. I just added number three here, and okay. I, I know you're going to appreciate it, so why don't you go ahead? And <laughs> Play long solos. Exactly. I mean, this is not a gig. It no. is sound check. Hit it and quit it. We all get know in that, and get out. We all know that player that yeah. gets in the sound check and blows for five minutes over the blues head, and it's like, Buddy. Right. right. Come on. Well, this segues really well right into number four. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah. Which is make it all about you. Do not make it all about you. It's hard for me because that's just my natural <laughs> MO. Because it's all about Adam and it's. Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. Um, no, but this is about like not only playing long solos, but don't make it all about you in that this is not your person. I mean, unless you're on a solo piano gig. This is not your personal sound check. This is a time for everybody to get acclimated on stage. And I think sometimes vocalists um, are, are, are uh, and pianists, too, and, and could be anybody, yep. drummers, actually, I'm thinking, but will become like, oh, I'm more important, so I need to spend more time working on my instrument. Now, I kind of understand that with vocalists because their instrument is themselves. So it can, I understand it's so personal. Like, you're trying to get a sound of your instrument, which is your voice, which is your actual body. And so it can be very frustrating if you don't have the time to really feel like confident that you're sounding good from the monitors and the house and all that. The vocalist, I think, a sound check is most important to the vocalist. And I yeah. think instrumentalists in the band need to respect that. Yeah. And like need to defer for time for, to the vocalist and yeah. to stage volume and a bunch of other things. Okay. I right. know. I, I know. hate to admit it. Okay. okay. But also, it's also, you know, talking about the get, get used to the instrument, the vocalist doesn't have to get used to their own instrument because they're bringing it with them but like so for pianists we need to get used to the piano but we shouldn't monopolize and make it about us like come early yeah and like i'm always doing that and like playing or stay after again respect other people's time yeah because yeah. now you're checking the sound it's not the time for you to just go drummers are bad about this like setting up their stuff and like you know give me this and give me that and all that you know now so number five here is is one that uh drives me crazy that's monopolize the monitor or front of the house engineer yeah uh so my lovely wife heather it has been a lifelong 
worker in restaurants. Right. Does she monopolize the front of house engineer on no. her job? No. Good. But there's something that, that is discussed amongst servers and, yeah. and restaurant workers that customers often do, which is called um, one-timing, I think is what it's mm. called. And it's when I come and I, I bring you the menu and I say, do you need anything? And you're like, no, no, no. And then I come I, I come back, I take your order, and uh, then I leave, and then you flag me down. You say, can I get a water? And then I bring you the water, and you're like, oh, and can I get an iced tea? And then I bring, I go and I bring you the iced tea. And you're like, you know, come to think of it, can we get a Coke too? Yeah. And it's just every time you come back there, there's right. what could have been consolidated into right. a request for drinks yep. has turned into a bunch of one-timers, and now you know, the server's in the weeds with three other tables, right? Right. Uh, so this happens, I notice, a lot at sound checks where this, there's usually a protocol of, you know, we'll start with getting sounds from the drums and then maybe the bass or guitar and then the keys and then the vocals. And if, like, the bass player is constantly flagging down the sound engineer when it's not kind of their turn to do... I mean, you want to get it right, for sure, but you'll have your time. Yes. You know? And yeah. there's no reason, if they're working on the drums... To be like, hey, I can I get more piano on my monitor right now? Because now you've just like taken, you know, the the attention of the monitor engineer off of what they're supposed to be doing, right. And onto you. So, yeah, and I mean, you know, thinking about this one in particular, but everything on the list, like this could also be seven things not to do as a human. <laughs> you know, sure. it's not just that. It's, I mean, like a lot of just sort of etiquettes as a person. Don't be selfish. That's what this one really is about. And when you're monopolizing anybody's time. Like, well, you know, we always come back to the like, think about the whole, mm. like how everything's supposed to sound. So like we can make it so personal, like I want my piano to sound good. You know, no, we want the whole thing to sound good. Sometimes that means that you're the piano is going to be a little bit more in the background because it's not a great sounding instrument or whatever. It's not about you. Not if you, you go into it with that kind of attitude, I think that the world will reward you actually with a lot being about you. But more importantly, you know, the whole being so much bigger than some of those parts, you'll get to be part of something that's so exciting and edifying for you and for the audience and for the engineers. And, you know, so I this, was thinking about a bunch no, of other this ones leads us right to number six, which is don't bring a bad vibe to the gig because of your needs. Exactly. I'm about Needy. to go do that. I might. I'm, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm going to be late. I'm breaking all these rules. I'm going to be late. I'm going to come in and I'm going to be like, oh, it's time to check the piano or what? I'm kidding. Right. Um, I just added a bonus, by the way. That oh, I think you're gonna that's enjoy. good. Yeah. Um, but, you know, yeah, like like soundcheck can be a very stressful time. Yes. People Especially when be, you're violating all of these things. People can be, yeah, totally. Yeah. People can be real a-holes. I almost went yeah. off. I, went, I almost went full giant steps, Andrew. <laughs> people can be real, <laughs> can be real a-holes to the sound engineer and to each other at Soundcheck. Yeah. So, you know, like, I think I'm always trying to be hyper aware of my attitude at Soundcheck to be positive yeah. and like really try to not let it get, get to me, even though these obviously get under my skin. <laughs> well, and the thing about it is, too, is sound check. Yeah, it's to like we were saying at the beginning, is to check the sound to really acclimate all that. But it's really your your first or kind of primary opportunity until you get on stage for the actual gig to set the tone for the interaction of the humans that are going to be. Pre it's almost like, you know, that's why I think sometimes it's easier to skip the sound check. If you know everyone's going to really like you have to trust everybody For sure. because you have to everyone has to be able to adapt very quickly. And the main time I've been done the skipping sound checks is at these festival gigs. Yeah, uh, we just did it in Newport last weekend because it's like band after band. There's no time to sound. There's no opportunity to sound. The audience is there. Yeah, so whatever you can get you whatever. Yeah. yeah. So you have to get out there 
and take all these into consideration even more because you are still actually sound checking on mm. the first couple minutes of the first tune. Yeah, yeah. That's the reality. You're making these adjustments. You're communicating with the a monitor engineer and all these kind of things. So everything is accelerated. But you have to, I think, be even more cognizant of the human element and not monopolizing and not because everyone's having to do that. And that can turn an okay vibe into a bad vibe very quickly. Totally agree. Slippery slope. All right, we do have a bonus today, but first let's get number seven. Yeah. Number seven is really this is an important <laughs> one, I think, and yeah. that's not you don't want to make your monitor way louder than everybody else. Right. Don't start a loud war on stage. Be right. aware of the overall stage volume that's around you. You know, Wow, it almost seems like I'm this could... pretty be- much talking to bass players. <laughs> this could almost... And some singers. I mean, this could almost... Like working with number four about don't make it all about you. Yeah, right? I mean, yeah. this whole list could have been number four. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. The monitor is not your personal... Especially playing jazz. Now... I've been on a couple of kind of like pop, popish sort of gigs where everyone's just physically more separated. You're kind of in your own world and you can kind of control the monitors. You you, you know, I don't really like playing like that. It's so isolating. But I mean, there you have more or if you have in-ear headphones, you can do whatever you want, you know. Yeah, yeah. But the whole thing is like, yeah, what, your monitor is not like unidirectional just to you and nobody else hears it and and in fact what other people are hearing from your monitor when you have it up loud is not good quality because it's coming from a different direction it's not the way it's intended to be so you want to really think about an edifying experience for everybody on stage not just you it's not about you totally all right so before we get to our bonus uh, we are brought to you by open studio that's our lovely sponsor open studio that's right and Go to OpenStudioJazz.com to check out our brand new lightning fast platform with all our great courses, Bam, it just all loaded. our great features, so quizzes, practice routines, transcriptions, yeah. living notations, Artists. Peter Martin's personal phone number. Everything's there. Yeah, it's all really, there. Really the all access pass is cool because we have a new feature that is, we just dropped or about to drop. No, it's already dropped by now. Um, the monthly improv lesson of which you did it. This is going to be from an open studio yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, teacher, our artist as you are. Every month we're going to feature a new kind of idea that I think the whole All Access Pass community can kind of rally around and practice. And, I love it, man. Yeah. I love it. So that's going to be fun. Check that out. All the courses. What okay, else Okay, so what's our, uh, what's our bonus? Uh, oh, the bonus. Yeah, yeah. Okay, this is really important for um, something... I, we always get these double negatives. We're so negative here. Seven things not to do at a sound check. So I got to phrase it right. Don't treat the crew like crap. Totally. Okay. Don't even think about them as a crew in the sense of support crew and things like this. Treat them as your equals because they are, if yeah. not above you, actually. Because you're all making the show happen. You're all making the show happen. And like as musicians, it's so easy for us to think because we're on stage and the spotlight is on us. Yeah. But just like this podcast is here with Andrew, our producer, it's like you don't see him on camera, but he has an outsized ability for the actual success of how this sounds, yep. how it's per- given to people and stuff. So we want to go in with a with an attitude of uh, what. You know camaraderie with the crew and you don't go in there and step over them because they can make you sound bad i was gonna you say, can't really make them sound this bad. is just practical <laughs> advice like exactly. i'm always amazed at people who who berate sound engineers oh, okay. people who they who, don't usually sound very good themselves though have you noticed that i know yeah this yeah. is the, like make me sound good very yeah, you can't well, polish a turd i don't have a non-suck button here buddy <laughs> uh but you know like like you're yelling at the guy who's gonna make you or break you tonight. exactly so it's just like you know I bring if you cookies. treat him if you if you treat him like crap you could actually sound really good and they could make you they could just make you not hurt if i could afford it i would bring a brand new pair of black cargo shorts and black doc martin boots to every gig i was on just for the sound you applying the sound engineers might want to wear that kind of uh, attire is yes. that what you're saying yeah. okay i'm not even hiding it yeah yeah <laughs> well, okay so uh till tomorrow you'll hear it